The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. Uh, this is really a big year for me, a really a big deal. Uh, it's really a big deal for everybody around the globe. We are approaching... Uh, 2020, right? The Roaring Twenties. And as we move into the Roaring Twenties of our generation, I kind of think to myself, well, what's going to be the next big thing? You know, in in the Roaring Twenties, what came out of that was prohibition, uh, basically making alcohol illegal, uh, which meant the closing of breweries and distilleries and saloons and then that led to the elimination of jobs and thousands more jobs were eliminated like from barrel makers and uh, truckers and waiters and all of these other related trades and then what happened was the black market Um, I would say similar to what we as a culture are experiencing with illegal drugs today, right? Um, Alcohol went into the black market and there was bootlegging and um, people were making beverages within their own homes. You know, today it's meth. So there were alcohol explosions years ago and now there's meth explosions. And that led to a lot of reckless behaviors and the formation of, let's say, AA and other avenues for walking through recovery to alcoholism. AA, of course, being um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And in the beginning, I said, this was a big year for me. Well, this is a big year for me. So I am celebrating my 27th year in recovery, alcohol and drug free. On January 31st of uh, two of let's see, 1993, I went to a Super Bowl party. I was a single mom, and I got totally wasted. My kids were with their dad, who I was divorcing 
primarily because of his tendencies towards alcoholism. Uh, anyway, I went to this Super Bowl party and I woke up the next day not even remembering how I got home and what I did the night before. Uh, my kids came back that day and I had to have somebody uh, there to babysit with me because my hangover was the worst I had ever had. And I vowed that day that my children would have at least one sober parent. And although I really hadn't done drugs since I got pregnant, I was still drinking. That was my drug of choice. And uh, I started off looking at AA and looking at Al-Anon, uh, you know, standing on the podium and saying, hey, my name is Terry W. and I'm an alcoholic. And what I realized was that I wasn't necessarily the version of an alcoholic that I had in my head. And as I began to research more, I realized that there were so many different levels of addiction to alcohol. And there were so many different levels of addiction to everything in life. And uh, when you think about it, you know, what is alcohol, right? Well, alcohol is a drink that is a chemical, right? made from ethanol. And to make this, you put grains or fruits and vegetables through a process. They kind of get fermented. And then it comes out this toxic chemical that we put into our bodies. And, and at many times, many of us end up becoming addicted to this, right? We become addicted to that just like we do drugs. Uh, what is an addiction? In my head, an addiction is really complex, right? It boils down to compulsive behaviors, right? Maybe substances, um, as in alcohol and drugs. Maybe it's sex, gambling, porn. You know, people focus on these things to the point that their lives can be severely disrupted, filled with lies, risky behavior, and so much more. I mean, I know this firsthand. I went through that, especially when I was doing drugs. I was totally into that lying scene and risky behavior. When I was using drugs, I was date raped. I was in a position where I couldn't say no or defend myself from the person that I was with. And that led me to quit using drugs in that moment, but yet I was still using that other drug of choice, alcohol. So maybe you wonder why, why I want to talk about this besides the fact that we're going into our own version of the war, Roaring Twenties um, and that I am celebrating my own milestone this year. Um, but really I talk about this because to twofold, right? I have a family members that are struggling with their own sense of addictions, not just to drugs or alcohol, but um, food addictions. Oh my God, that's so huge for people, right? Food addictions um, may, and, and potentially gambling. So also on social media, 
I'm sure you've uh, heard about this new sobriety, right? Or really abstaining from alcohol and drugs. And people are coming out of the closet, so to speak, to talk about their own struggles with addictions and how they move through it. For me, having this beautiful opportunity of Soulful Living on Empower Radio um, kind of puts me as an example So I'm talking about it now because I want to be an example for others to know that they can heal whatever it is that they are recovering from. And I'm that example. I tell my family members, if I can do it, you can do it. And that as we heal ourselves, we have the potential to heal future generations, right? We we begin to heal. We begin to learn about our own uh, addictive behaviors and we provide the opportunity to heal the future generations, to heal our children and heal our children's children. Uh, I come from a long line of what would be considered alcoholics. Uh, My Irish roots, right? Drinking was the thing to do. Friday nights, everybody got together. They played cards. They drank. I'm sure they drank heavily during the week, too. Um, At this point in my life, I kind of put that piece of it out of my mind, and I'm I'm here to heal. I'm really here, here to heal, again, myself and my future generations. Um, And hopefully that, again, as my family members and my listeners relate to my own story, they'll see that they have an opportunity to heal. So on my path to sobriety, my main tool has been meditation. I tell people all the time, yep, I use, I'm a user. I use meditation, many forms of meditation, sometimes even what some might call prayer, right? In my head, there's no one way to get any job done. So there's not one form of meditation that's going to work. And I'm not discounting the importance of 12-step programs like AA or um, NA or the food recovery programs. 12-step programs are really amazing. What I found for myself personally that as I went through the steps, I was continuously reliving my experiences and living in that state of, for me, what felt like depression, and that I needed to move beyond that. I needed to move into a place where I could see my progress, knowing that at times I might um, backpedal a bit and be able to celebrate that progress. So here I am. I started with meditation, and meditation has been a tool that has literally saved my life over and over and over again. A few months ago, I uh, fractured my femur. And I, as I laid on the pavement, pavement thinking, oh my God, what the heck just happened to me? I knew that there was something seriously wrong with me and that it was going to take me a while to get through this injury. Uh, I thankfully had my phone with me and I used Siri, you know, Apple, You created a a great tool, Siri. I used Siri and I said, Siri, call my daughter. Siri, 
call 911. Siri, call my husband. And from that point forward, everything was taken care of. And for the first three and a half hours of this uh, physical injury, I meditated. I didn't take any medications. I used meditation. And the physician would come in and out of my room and he would question me, do you want anything now? And I would say, no, I had my headset on. I would listen to meditations. I would listen to the meditations on Empower Radio even. I just listened to whatever I could to keep my mind free from focusing on that pain. Um, And at times, I allowed myself to focus on that pain so that I could move through it. I went three and a half hours without medication until they wanted to move me onto a table and do x-rays. Well, at that point, it was like, okay, all bets are off. Give me the big guns. Give me whatever you got. I cannot feel this anymore. And from that point, I regulated myself and used medication to what I needed for the next 48 hours. After my surgery, I stepped right into meditating again. As I laid in the hospital room at night, I would meditate. And um, by the third day, they could completely taper off the stronger medications that I was taking and was able to just move into using Tylenol and ibuprofen periodically. Most importantly, I was able to use meditation. As I recovered from home, And as I continue to recover from home, I use meditation. And as my tool for moving through recovery, I feel like you can use meditation for any aspect of your life, whether you're in a 12-step program or not, you can use some type of meditation to help get you through to the next level. You know, in traditional 12-step programs, they talk about admitting that you're powerless over whatever it is that is causing your life to become unmanageable, right? They believe in a power greater than themselves. Um, They turn their will over to God. Along this whole 12-step process, eventually, the hope is that you'll come up with this spiritual awakening as a result of the steps and that you can carry that message out to other people that are in recovery. When I was talking about uh, going through that sense of reliving my story every time I went to a meeting, I felt like I was continuously making amends, mainly to myself, right? Like I was taking my own personal inventory, constantly reliving those experiences in my life instead of being able to move through them and heal them. Because what I've come to believe is that it isn't necessarily that we are alcoholics. Alcohol is a substance and it's an addictive substance. It's something that we become addicted to. And what we really need to learn are tools to help us move away from that addiction. A couple of my favorite forms of meditation Uh, Lately has become super simple, satnam. It's a kundalini practice, and it's simply allowing yourself in your head or out loud to say the words 
Sat Nam. And what that means to me is Sat, in my head, is, is showing. It's, it's saying, show me, raising my level of intuition. And Nam goes into my heart that I might know it. So as I meditate and I connect deeper with that sense of creation of God, whatever it is you want to call it, I just keep repeating that mantra over and over again. What I've learned over, especially this course of this last year, taking a course called Fierce Grace Collective is that simply allowing yourself to get into that flow for three minutes of Sat Nam, Sat Nam, Sat Nam, and breathing in through the nose and out through the nose along with that experience can help you come to a calm center and potentially be shown what it is that your next step is. I use that practice every single day, and it was one of the things that I used regularly uh, over the course of the last few months as I was healing from this femur fracture. The other thing that I used over the course of the last few months is uh, what Michelle Pascal, who has been a guest on uh, Soulful Living Here, calls the horizon meditation. And in an interview with him, he verbalizes this probably much more beautifully than I'm going to right now. Um, but he verbalizes it in a way that totally made sense with me. And when I was in the hospital the second day, um, this might be a little bit too much information. Anyway, they, the staff let me do some things on my own that I probably uh, shouldn't have been doing. And I almost fell over. I found myself really uh, feeling shaken up about the whole thing. And I stopped and I practiced the horizon meditation. And it is just so simple. It's just closing your eyes and imagining your feet on the water's edge, immersed in the sand, and the water gently and slowly flows over your feet and washes back out. And you imagine yourself looking out across a calm sea or a calm lake, across the horizon. And as I stepped into this thought and this brief meditation, that moment that I felt completely shook up became calm and I became centered. And I realized that just like everything else in my life, I got this and that I have tools. I have tools that will help me move through these things with more ease and with more grace. And as a shamanic practitioner, my other very favorite tool became the shamanic journey. Uh, so what is, what, what is a shaman? Well, a shaman to me is a mystic. And it's something that every culture does probably at some point. They connect with the spirit realm. As you pray, you're connecting with the spirit realm. You're asking God to come into your life, right? You're connecting with something outside of this reality. To me, that's a shaman. That's the shaman within all of us, right? Um, obviously, it goes a lot deeper than that in many, many teachings. But I practice a, a journey. And to me, 
Simply put, a shamanic journey can be a meditation where you allow what comes instead of trying to turn everything off. Even though sometimes it's silence, right? Um, For me, it's a practice of what my soul and my higher self need. I gain valuable insight from it. I gain healing and more. Um, When I'm feeling really distraught, when I'm feeling like I, I need a deeper connection than I'm achieving in this earth reality, I go into a shamanic journey. And I sometimes listen to drums while I'm going into this shamanic journey. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I simply allow the nothingness to connect me to that spirit realm, to God, to creation. And as we move into the new year, um, a new decade, I'd like to leave you with a thought, uh, a journey, a practice that you can use to help connect you to your higher self, uh, to the spirit realm, to whatever it is that your soul self or that your, your mind thinks of as outside of this reality. And so I invite you to close your eyes for just a moment, breathing in through your nose and out through your nose and imagining the most beautiful light you can imagine pouring in through the crown of your head. This pure energy flows all the way down, all the way down to just below your feet filling every cell in your body, every inch of your life body, and allow yourself to see yourself in this bubble of white light. Now set the intention to clear any energies that are no longer supporting you, to clear any attachments that you've taken with you for these past decades and allow yourself to be free of anything that was carried with you through this last decade, through your lifetime. And now imagine yourself as if you were traveling into a beautiful realm in the sky. Many people call this the upper realm. And ask to be shown what it is that's going to support you for your highest good moving into this next decade. To be supported by any benevolent helpers, any soul supporters in both earth reality and the spirit realm, carrying you safely and lovingly into the next decade, helping you to feel 
fully supported, and fully loved. Allow yourself a moment to simply sit in this space and now imagine yourself coming back down into earth reality. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your nose and allow yourself to feel refreshed and connected to your soul self. And wherever you are listening to this in the world, I offer you a deep bow and an abundance of love and joy as you create your own sense of the Roaring Twenties. And if you need any information on 12-step programs or alternatives to traditional recoveries, feel free to message me. Happy New Year. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.